could not possibly mean it anymore. I got this. Candy bars, gone. Funyuns, gone. Ice cream, candy bars and Funyuns are gone. This year, I'm going to connect with people. step outside of my comfort zone by volunteering at the hospital. Maybe the pet shelter. Because pets, they're so much easier. This year, I'm going to forgive my mom. Now that I am a mom, I, I totally get it. This year, I'm going to start reading literature. You know, books and such. Because I hear it's good for me. This year, I'm shaving my back hair. I am tired of those kids in the neighborhood pool calling me Sasquatch. It's just that I am comfortable staying in my comfort zone. Who am I kidding? God, I wear myself out trying to outdo everyone. I, I can one-up everything, and it's exhausting. I have a lot of baggage, and it is not all from the mall. Well, some of it is. I'm trying, God. I am. But there's a reason why I'd rather stay at home. I'm weak, God. I know it. You know it. You know what, God? This year, I'm giving you all the places that hurt. I'm going to give you all of my failed attempts that I think are going to make me a better man. You are a strong fortress, God. You. And I'm going to let you be strong in my weakness. All right, God start with the best relationship, you and me, and then we'll move outward from there, because this year, I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. Well, good morning, everybody. Great to see you here. Um, want to remind us uh, today to be praying for those who are traveling. We have a whole bunch of folks that are out in various places on the roads and on the planes and all kinds of things have been a bit chaotic and uh, we just want to pray for their safety and uh, that the Lord will bring them back to us but also that they'll truly enjoy where they're at and what they're doing. I uh, want to welcome you if you're visiting with us today uh, back here at our Connect Center. Uh, we have a couple of things that we'd love for you to take home. Uh, there's a little book back there called The God Questions uh, that we really like a lot. It takes a, a biblical approach to a lot of the things that we just deal with in life, hard questions sometimes that come up. And we found it to be useful uh, in that way. And uh, if you'll let us know that you're here, drop us a Connect card. Those, those are back there as well. There might be some over on this table here by the offering box. Just let us know that you've been with us today. I'd love to drop you an email uh, later this week. And uh, ask if I can pray for you. Uh, we won't 
intrude in any other way than to just to ask if we can be a blessing to you in some way. And then uh, two things uh, to remind you of as far as uh, giving. I know it's the beginning of the new year. Whoa, 2023, who would have thought? Uh, I mean, all the way back in 2000, we thought the world would end by now, but here we are still and uh, grateful to be here with you. But uh, we have two offerings that we were doing for the last month. One of those was to international missions. We told you about that. It's named after a, a missionary to China named Lottie Moon. And you can continue to give to that if you would like over the next number of weeks. There's really no cutoff for that until we get to our North American missions offering, which is emphasized around the time of Easter. So uh, if you want, want to give to that and you haven't, uh, you can still do that. Just mark on your donation that it's for missions. But then the other one is uh, that there's some folks we'd like to help this Christmas as we try to do each Christmas. Uh, and so that's a, an anonymous donation. Uh, myself and our accountant are the only people who know where that goes. And uh, we try to pick someone that just is in need. And so we encourage you to give to that. Everything that you give goes straight to those people. And uh, today will be the last day for that, although if you sneak it in later this week, we probably will, uh, we will honor that. Um, and if you'll mark that one Christmas, then uh, hopefully later this week or early next week, we will be able to bless those folks with what uh, has been given. And then uh, welcome to our new 11 o'clock a.m. service time. It didn't do me any good to have it starting later today because I think I got to bed about 1.45 this morning. I was out in the valley with the family at Stephen's house and uh, got up at 6 to check the weather and then drove in. So uh, maybe next week I'll get that extra hour of sleep since we moved our service time. <laughs> but I'm excited about it and I'm excited about the new year and what God is going to do. And uh, we're going to sing together here in just a moment. we got another video we're going to run. Uh, we're a little video heavy today, but I hope that'll be all right. And uh, we'll run this next video, and then after that, we'll sing together a bit. I'm going to share uh, three scriptures with you that I hope are an encouragement to you today. And then we'll uh, uh, sing our way out after a couple more videos, all right? And uh, mostly, I just want to be an encouragement to you today. Uh, I know the last couple of years have been hard for a lot of different reasons, and I see from my friends and conversation and social media that uh, they're glad, many of them, to see 2022 go. Um, I just saw a survey yesterday of Americans who said one out of three Americans said they had a great year. That's tough, friends. That's hard. And uh, it has been a hard season. I don't know. I can't say that it's going to get better. But this is what I can say and what I will encourage you towards this morning is that even the hard times are better with Christ. He's such an encouragement to us, and he is our strength when we are weak. And so I'm just going to call on you to, to depend on him more, lean on him more, uh, call to him more. Uh, it's an intangible thing, and yet many of us can testify to the difference it makes in our day-to-day -day lives, even when we're glad to see the year go. All right? So uh, let me pray for us, and we'll kick off this next video, and then we'll sing together. Father, Thank you for the, the promise that is sort of embedded into the idea of a new year that the days ahead can be different than the days behind. So, Lord, we're a, we're a, smart, we're a smart folk. 
many of us pragmatic, and we're not foolish enough to think that simply because the calendar turns that somehow everything is cosmically, supernaturally, magically different. And yet, I pray that you will instill within us even the smallest grain of hope, because hope is the one thing that can never truly be killed. We know that uh, in you is our hope. And so, Lord, in that, as we open ourselves to the, the possibility, to the potential of hope in our lives, Lord, I pray that as we do that, you will draw near to us and that we will know your presence and that we will be comforted by that, encouraged by that, strengthened by that. Lord, we thank you for every good and perfect gift that you've given us and your mercies even when times are tough. In Jesus' name, amen. are going to be on the smoker. Debbie's making a world-famous lemon squares. And neither one of you bums have yet to RSVP to my New Year's Eve party to watch the ball drop. Watch the ball drop? Yeah. When in the last millennium have you stayed up past 7.30, old man? <laughs> and besides that, did you get those ribs approved by your cardiologist? I did. He's bringing the hot leaks. Sure he is. So he can charge you for another stink. By the way, not that it's any of your beeswax. Queen and I, we have plans for you. Look, I don't mean to be spilling tea here, but your wife does not need to be on the back of a Harley Davidson. Some wigs just don't look good in a helmet. We're taking the Toyota. Oh, yeah. And we're going to the cemetery to wish a happy new year to our real friends, because that's where all of them are, including the fourth leaf for our lucky clover. Playing baseball with Jesus. Dan always came to my New Year's parties every year. I didn't even have to invite him. He just came. Unlike the two of you. I used to ring in the New Year with a bang. I did. I had big thoughts of better and more. (laughs) I'd say to myself, maybe this year we'll be different. that year, boys? You know the one where everything went wrong. Yeah, me neither. Hey, what I did run into is God and his mercies. Day and new every morning. That's what the good book says, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's a do-over. Every day is a do-over. That's what New Year's is to me. It is gift from God of 365 new beginnings. Who doesn't want that? you to sing with us. Words will be here on the screen behind us.
this, you're welcome to stand and to sit, whatever, whatever you are comfortable with this morning. It's time to sing a song again. Whatever lies, whatever lies let me be singing when the evening
My guitar came out.
Every breath. 
It's a new year filled with new unknowns. We're coming off yet another season of uncertainty. A year, if we're honest, filled lots of us with fear. We've allowed our eyes to drift and wander. So God, as we head into this year, fill our eyes with wonder. May we focus on the things that you care about, not on our shoelaces. Remind us of Hebrews 13:6. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So with Jesus interceding for us, what can come against us? When his joy comes new every morning, what is left for sadness to claim? If nothing can separate us from your love, then what room does hatred have to take hold? When you make known to us the path of life, how can we ever lose our way? If you uphold us with your righteous right hand, how can we be afraid of falling? God, we commit to lay our plans at your feet once again, for you know the plans you have for us. So as we go into this new year, we will focus on you, God, because what can man or our careers, our schools, our families, our thoughts, our doubts, our fears, our insecurities. What can any of these things do to us? Nothing. Because our trust, our faith, and our hope are in you, God. spend a long time um, this morning. I've got three passages of scripture that I want to share with you that I hope will be encouraging and, and try to illuminate them perhaps a little bit. Um, obviously, as we often pray here, I want the words that I speak to you today to not be my words, it might be my voice, but I would love for the Lord to communicate to us through his word and perhaps even through, through me uh, who bears resemblance to Balaam's donkey at times. But I was having a conversation with some wonderful friends a couple days ago, Karen and I were. And uh, we have college age kids in common, uh, also pursuing similar things in some of their lives. And we were just discussing how the last couple of years for them have almost been just lost years uh, in so many ways. Uh, so many opportunities and dreams and hopes just sort of, you know, just evaporated with the times, with the circumstances. And I remember chatting with Christopher not too long ago as we were thinking about this upcoming summer. He's going to be... Uh, Christopher's my youngest, by the way. He led worship here a couple of weeks ago. And he's actually going to be helping lead worship next Sunday as well, which I'm pretty excited about. He did a great job. I'm super proud of him for stepping in to do that. Uh, but, you know, his, his eye is on a musical career, performance career. And as you can imagine, you know, COVID 2020, that was just a lost cause uh, for, for those of us who are performers outside of an environment like leading worship here. I'm, I'm engaged in other 
of theatrical and musical pursuits in my life, and those, you know, they just ground to a halt for the most part. So thankful, uh, you know, you guys are friends with our friends from TVA Theater, where we hosted some uh, theatrical events here during COVID. In fact, the only venue to do that live in the city of Anchorage uh, and following all of the COVID protocols and everything uh, from the tiny little shows that we did to large-scale shows. Uh, Nancy, were you in the Shakespeare show? My friend Nancy is here, and she was in the Shakespeare uh, shows. And one, it was such a crazy time. We had, I don't know how many people were in that cast, but probably 30 or 40 people in the cast of the Shakespeare show. And TBA was so great. Uh, we made the space available. We live-streamed the whole thing. And if you were to come in here, because we were closed to, to, to people, right? Only actors were allowed in here. No people were in here. Um, but they were in here in all of their costumes, and they had set it up so that the people who were in this scene were, like, seated in one area and, like, had their masks on, and, and they tried not to mingle too much, just trying to keep from everything getting shut down by that. And so, uh, so thankful that we were able to do some of those things, but they were sort of uh, gargantuan uh, efforts to get over those bars of difficulty. And so you can imagine for young guys like uh, Christopher and his uh, peers who were in performance programs, that, I mean, they're just oriented. The whole curriculum is about that, that it was just such a difficult time. And so uh, he's going to be going here in, in just a few weeks to audition for uh, summer shows again uh, with a couple of theaters and hopefully, you know, get a job and work uh, like he did last summer. And then, you know, last summer uh, he was cast in... Little Women, the musical at Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater, which is a professional theater in Coeur d'Alene, does fantastic work there, really amazing. And we were so excited for him because, you know, the last couple of years before that were just bleh, and it was awesome. And then he got COVID, day one of the show, the run, had opening night, performed, and then was sick as a dog the next day, missed the rest of the run. We didn't get to see him perform. We went down to see him. But uh, he wasn't able to perform, and I know you guys had similar experience with something that Gavin was involved in, the Strumpler's son, Gavin, uh, towards his graduation time. And uh, it was just so much disappointment. And Christopher and I have been having some conversations since he's been back home after he, after he graduated. And he said something there. He said, uh, I said, well, you know, you've learned a lot. And he said, yeah, I'm kind of over the lessons. <laughs> like, could I take some of the lessons and put them into practice and, and maybe just, you know, cut down on the life lesson facet for now? Maybe. And that's the issue, isn't it? You know, many of us have suffered other losses in the last two years, several months, uh, loved ones, jobs, circumstances that we thought were going to be one way and they end up being a different way. And that's really the rub of life is that to my thinking anyway, to my belief, the only thing that's guaranteed is the steadfast love of God that that one video talked about that his mercy towards me is new every morning. He's, he's willing to meet me where I am in the midst of my 
my crud and my doubts and my worries and my anxieties and my hopes and my dreams and my plans and pick up with me every morning, no matter where I am, in that scope and range of things. And the harder I lean into that, the easier it is to deal with the uncertainty of life. Because that is the rub, and Jesus said it. In this life, what? You will have trouble. It wasn't a might or a maybe or an occasionally or whatever. It was that this life is troublesome. It's troublesome because our bodies are frail. It's troublesome because people are fickle. It's troublesome because governments have agendas and companies have desires and you name it. I mean, you, you can make a, a laundry list. You know, you remember the old Santa Claus things where they'd be like, a kid would pop out their Christmas list and it was just a big long receipt tape that would hit the floor and just roll. We could make that kind of list of the ways in which the world is surprising and unpredictable and disappointing. And so I have come to the place in my life where I don't know any other way to live than, than to be certain about the goodness of God and what he gives to me each day. And listen, friends, we've talked about this. If you were here just in the last, I mean, Christmas Eve, you heard me say this. It's a refrain that we say often. Sorry if you're bored. Get over it. Um, There's just really only him. There's no other refuge. Now, that doesn't mean that you, as a lovely friend and a follower of Christ, can't be the, the hands and feet and arms and voice and action of that presence and that mercy and that kindness towards you, that goodness manifested. But friends, I hate to tell you, I... I I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I'm fallible. I know, right? It's hard to believe. I, there are times that I, that I will not rise to your expectation. There'll be times I miss the cues, I miss the clues. There'll be times I'm, I'm neck deep in my own stuff and can barely muster the energy. And the same is true for you. But we strive to do our best to be that presence, to be that goodness, to be among one another and to express with our hands and our feet and our voices and our actions that goodness of God. But at the end of the day, when humanity fails, his steadfast love endures. So three passages of scripture that I hope are encouraging to you. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And Rhonda, I didn't give you these. Don't. Don't worry about it. Thank you, by the way, for being back here today and running that for us. What a miracle that is, right? Praise God. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. 
Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, I don't want this to be misconstrued because it often is and it can be used as a bat to, to whack people with about certain things in life and, and in church and religion. This is not saying uh, take every tradition and throw it out the window. This, is, this passage is in context. We love context here. Even when we use a verse by itself, we love to talk about where it sits within its conversation. And where this verse sits within its conversation, these two verses, is talking about Jesus the gift of Jesus and the difference that Christ is going to bring when he brings grace and that grace says to us, I know life is hard. I know that things are going to happen externally that are going to mess you up and things are going to happen internally that you do that are going to mess you up and I get it and I'm offering you grace and if you will come and receive that grace from me, acknowledge me, follow me and receive that grace, Every morning, we'll just start again. Now, the promise that he gives us is that he's making a new way, which means that as we do that each day, as we pursue Christ and allow his grace to minister to us, that on Friday, we should be to some measure different than we were on Monday because we're making a new way. He has made a new way, and we're following that path. And that new way is, is a river in the desert of God's love and compassion and holiness and righteousness that we become as we follow him. So when he says, don't think about the things of old, put off the things of the old, he's meaning, uh, it's like uh, the, the passage in the New Testament that says, when we, when we become one with Christ, we take the old person and, and like a, a piece of clothing, we take that old person off and we're clothed with a new person of righteousness. That's what this is speaking of. And so we no longer, the Bible says, have to be slaves to things that are sinful because God has given us grace and now we get to choose to do that which is righteous. Because we did. We become. And to act holy and to, to be holy. Not holier than thou. Right? But living the goodness of God. I want to strive for that more in my own life in the new next 365 days of 2023. Second, Romans 15, 13. Mm, no, I'm going to go to Ephesians 4. Sorry, I hope I didn't mess you up, Michael. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. That's a pretty comprehensive list of things, wouldn't you say? Wrath, anger, clamor, ooh, frenziedness, slander, malice. Put all of those away. 
instead, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. As God in Christ forgave you. Man, if there's one message that I could give particularly to the church, and I mean I don't mean Christ community, I mean the church. The church Catholic, which is not the Catholic Church. Catholic means the church. All believers. I think I think one of the things that we get so wrong is this concept of being kind to one another being good to one another, forgiving those around us because Christ has forgiven you. I wonder how much more impact Christianity in its, in its proper form could have on the world if it just did that. Just that. And that's not to say there aren't there are tough things that the Bible says about living a life for Christ, right? Not, not all of them are simple or easy. Some of them are challenging. I mean, at the core, Christianity says, give up yourself and be willing to submit to God. And none of us really want to submit to anybody else, even God. It's not our, that's not our inborn nature. But it's what, it, it's what God calls us to, to submit to God. Our problem in the church is we get this backwards is we want to point our fingers at everyone and say, you're bad and you're bad and you're bad. And they're like, ew, I don't want to be part of that. And so I wonder if we couldn't have harder conversations if we just started first with, I love you. Let me help you. Oh, you, you're angry with me, you're unhappy with me. I'm sorry, I forgive you. Can we start over? And if we did so much more of that, I wonder if then God wouldn't do, I wonder, wow, I wonder if God wouldn't do his own work in then teaching people's hearts about the things he wants them to, to change or address or submit to in their lives. We often take on so much of the role of trying to do the work of God in the lives of other people. What ends up happening is that God is then unable to do the work of himself in us. Because we're not being kind. We're not being tender-hearted. We're not filled with forgiveness. So I don't know about you, but I want to try in 2023 to be more of that. And trust God to do the work that he wants to do in the lives of the people around me. And in me. And then finally... Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. That is my prayer for you. That's my prayer for anyone who hears this, the sound of my voice in this room on live stream today. Some people will listen to it later this week. I don't know, 
he might arrive at this somehow five years from now. I don't know. The internet's a weird place. But I pray that blessing for you today. May the God of hope, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Believing in who? Believing in him. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound, be filled with, be encompassed by, be overflowing with hope. That's my prayer for you. We're going to have one final video, and then we'll sing one final song together, and we'll be uh, done for the day. Thank you so much for being here. What a blessing. What a pleasure to see you. I'm so glad we got to do this together. Again, welcome to Stand and Sing with Sue Black.
God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause the light of his face to shine upon you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. Be careful out there.